Well, it is Christmas, and Christmas is a time, well, when we think about babies, like baby Jesus, and there is something wonderful about babies, and a few years ago, just before COVID started, we had the birth of our second grandson down in Kansas City, and so we rushed down to see him there. He's just a week old. It was wonderful to to see little newborn Asher. And little did we know that it was going to be almost a year before we could see him again in person. It was that COVID time. And it's not that we didn't try. Tammy booked flight after flight, and they they got canceled. And as many of you experienced during those times, it was tough to miss out on those precious few months of our grandbaby's life. I mean, FaceTime and Zoom, they just don't cut it. When it comes to a baby. Tammy especially missed her baby fix. Because we love our babies. And, and many people do. Any of you young adults getting pressure from mom or maybe grandpa uh, to give them a grandbaby? I mean, we love our babies. Maybe that's why we like Christmas so much. It's a story of the birth of the baby Jesus. And who doesn't like a baby? Last Sunday, I I was telling the congregation of my family's nativity sets and how many of the animals are missing or broken because the kids like to play with them. But one year, though, what went missing was not a donkey or a camel, but the baby Jesus, And, and not from our nativity sets at home because, to be honest, my kids couldn't have cared less about some little plastic Jesus. No, The baby Jesus went missing from the church's nativity scene out in front of the church. Now, who would do something like that? I mean, was was it a cruel joke? Or was somebody mad at the church or, or mad at God? Or perhaps maybe some little kid saw the baby doll and wanted it so badly that they picked it up and took it home. After all, babies are cute and cuddly and maybe irresistible, even in the doll form. Now, I guess I wasn't too surprised that the, that the baby Jesus doll went missing. What surprised me was the panic that it caused in the congregation. The church members almost seemed as if that if there was no baby in our manger, then Christmas couldn't come. It's like one of those Christmas movie things. But soon the crisis was averted. Somebody found a substitute baby Jesus doll, and it was placed in the manger, and Christmas went on as usual. We do love our baby Jesus at Christmas. But is that all Jesus is? Is he just a big, God-sized baby? Is that why we celebrate tonight? Did we come here to get our baby fix? (laughs) Amen. Thank you. Now we're moving here. All right. No, we didn't come here just to get our baby fixed, did we? You know, those small, cuddly, little baby Jesus dolls, I mean, they're, they're nice. But do we want a, a cuddly, manageable, small, silent Jesus? One of the most memorable prayers in, in all of the movies is a... It's from the movie uh, Talladega Nights. You probably didn't expect that to be quoted here on Christmas Eve. 
those of you that are familiar with it, um, it's, a, it's a Will Ferrell movie, and he plays the main character, Ricky Bobby. And you'll have to Google it to see the whole prayer, some of which are not appropriate for Christmas worship. But Ricky is gathered with his family and friends, as many of you will gather with family and friends here this Christmas. And he lifts up this prayer. He prays, Dear Lord Baby Jesus, or as our brothers in the South call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. It smells terrible and the dogs are always bothering with it. <laughs> Dear tiny infant Jesus. And his wife, Carly, interrupts him and says, Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. I mean, it's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, says Bobby, I like the Christmas Jesus best when I'm saying grace. And when you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. Carly tells him she just wants him to, to say a, a good prayer. And so he starts again. Dear tiny Jesus, in your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled-up fists, look, I like the baby version best, he snarls. Do you hear me? Carly tells him just to finish up. Okay, he says. Dear eight pound, eight pound six ounce newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet, just a little infant, so cuddly, but still omnipotent. Now Ricky puts into words what many of us maybe feel this Christmas. We like the Christmas Jesus, the cuddly little baby Jesus. And so we never tire of hearing Luke describe his birth like Pastor Julie just read a few minutes ago. But for a change, I'd like to read now the Gospel of Mark's description of the first Christmas. No, I didn't lose my place. Mark makes no mention of Jesus as a baby. His gospel starts with Jesus as a grown-up, just like Carly said, with him beginning his ministry. Well, then, then let's, go to, let's go to John and see how John describes the birth of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then John starts talking about Jesus as a grown-up. How could Mark tell the story of Jesus and never mention Christmas? How could John tell the story of Jesus and leave out the manger and the star and the shepherds and the wise men? Ricky Bobby would be terribly upset. 
He wants his eight-pound, six-ounce, newborn infant Jesus. And maybe you do too. Did you come tonight to get your baby fix? Is Jesus just a big baby to you? Because Carly is right. Jesus grew up. In the whole Bible, there are only three chapters that describe his birth in Bethlehem. But there are 86 chapters in the Gospels alone that describe his life, death, and resurrection. It's what Jesus did after he was a baby that makes his birth worth celebrating tonight. The eternal word, the creator of the world, stepped into creation at Christmas. He humbled himself, even becoming a child, and he lived like us in our broken and hurting world. And he brought hope and he brought light. And he offered his life on a cross to pay the penalty of our sins and for the sins of the whole world. And he brought hope and he brought light. He defeated death so we could too. And so we could live with him forever. That's why he came. The Bible and the Fifth chapter of Romans says, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? That's why Jesus came at Christmas. And every part of the Christmas story looks forward to what Jesus will do for us. Those shepherds who visited the baby in the manger in Bethlehem, they didn't go there to get their baby fixed. They went there because to them was born a Savior who's Christ the Lord. And Mary treasured up all these things in her heart because one day her heart would be broken as she saw her son Jesus beaten and spit on, ridiculed and stripped and hung on a cross to die for us. And the angels sang glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Because that baby would grow up and reconcile us to God, making peace by paying the price of our sins. The wise men, they came at Christmas looking for a king because Jesus would suffer and die on a cross for us under a sign that read, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. And Joseph didn't reject Mary, even though the child wasn't his, because that child would be Jesus would save his people from their sins. And he could do that because Jesus is Emmanuel, God himself with us. The word that was with God and was God come to us in flesh. Babies are great. And the baby Jesus is wonderful. We celebrate his birth tonight. It's Christmas. But the reason that we... It's so wonderful. The reason the world celebrates after 2,000 years is that Jesus did grow up, as Carly says. And he went to the cross to pay our debts, and he was raised from the dead so that we could live, and he will come again in glory to set all things right. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. So let's enjoy our baby fix tonight. But let's never forget, what child is this? who laid to rest on Mary's lap, is sleeping. This, this is Christ the King, who salvation brings. This is the silent word pleading for you and me to be reconciled to God. This is the one to whom angels sing glory in the highest and peace. This is Emmanuel, 
God himself, come to give his life for you and me. This is Jesus, a baby once, but a savior always. So Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, the Christ child, dear Jesus, the rabbi, dear Jesus, the savior, thank you for the blessings of this Christmas. Bring us your peace and fill us with your Holy Spirit and with joy as we celebrate tonight your holy birth. Amen. I invite you to stand.